When we set boundaries, it doesn't mean that people are going to be happy with them. That might not be the case, but it's important enough to us to have our own family traditions and then figure out how to plug in the rest of the family around those. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. Here is an episode that we hope is going to help you to stay sane throughout the holiday. As you guys know, Abby and I are moms of three, and this is our seventh year of having children at the holidays. So needless to say, we have learned so much throughout our own journeys. We did not show up on Christmas number one with all of these tips and tricks, but we've learned over the years and we're adaptable. Like if we are uncomfortable in a situation or we know we need something else, Abby and I are the type of women that are going to make a change so that we feel as best we can. So we thought that we would share things that could help you in the moment this year. We know that a lot of you probably already have your plans set. So we're going to give you strategies for in the moments of overwhelm or in the moments that you're feeling like you need a break. But then we're also at the end of the episode going to talk about strategies for next year, because what we've learned is some of this is avoidable. It doesn't mean it's easy, but there are changes that you can make to just set your family up for better success. So we'll talk about those at the end of the episode. So let's start by talking about our real-time strategies. Now, number one, and I know I've shared this before, is that I give myself full permission to take breaks. I make this a part of every single day of the holidays where we are with our families. I can thrive in a group setting, but for me at this stage in my life with very small children, and probably now until forever, I need a break from the hustle and the bustle and the noise and the aromas. I just need a reset. So I do a couple different things. Sometimes I bundle up and I go out for a run. I might go out for a walk. I might put a podcast in, just go for a nice walk. But it also can be as easy as I remember last Thanksgiving, we were at a creamer and I was just like, oh, I would love to go get it by myself with no one else. It can be small things, but it just helps give you that reset to reset your nervous system before you come back into the situation. And it can look different every year too. So some people are like, I always have to go for a walk on this. No, if you need to go to Target instead this time, that's okay too. Like, Don't just set yourself up for having to go in the exact same thing every single year because we're always changing. Like, yeah. You might need something different. Sometimes it might be going outside with a podcast. Sometimes it might be going outside with no noise at all. Right. This last weekend, that was one of the things I had to do is go outside, left my phone, 
So it was with me, but I literally went out there, just the noise of the crunching leaves under my feet, just the noise of nature. And it was so loud in the house. We were celebrating an early birthday party and an early Thanksgiving, and it was just so loud. And holidays get that way, right? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of people in a small area, a lot of kids sometimes, a lot of people you haven't seen. One thing that I also do is make sure that I get sleep. Like everyone knows, Amy and I, we love sleep. We, we know that that is one part of us that it makes us tick the next day. If we are low on sleep, it's not a good thing. Colin's different. Colin enjoys staying up late. He enjoys talking with his family. He enjoys having drinks with his family. And that's great for him. He can continue doing that. At 9.30 though or 10 o'clock, if I'm getting tired... I will just be like, hey guys, heading out. Sometimes I won't even say anything and just will go downstairs to our bedroom and go to sleep. And you know what? I feel great the next day. And also, you know what? No one missed me. (laughs) They were all having fun without me. And that is okay. Do I miss out on some of the memories? Maybe. But am I not missing out on all the memories the next day because I know I'm going to be such a crab? Also, yes. Yeah. I think it's really hard when you have small children and you are at someone else's house because for us to get our children to sleep, it takes a little bit Mm -hmm. more because you're, you know, literally pulling them out of having fun. So I've always found it's actually really hard to get back up and go back to the gathering because once I lay down for 30 minutes, because that's how long it takes to unwind your kids. I'm like, I actually would rather just go to sleep myself and not rejoin. It's funny because Drew's side of the family has just kind of subscribed to that plan. We do a lot of the times go to bed earlier just because there are all those kids there and it just makes sense for us. Another thing we wanted to say is we feel like as 36-year-old women, you might be younger than us, you might be older than us, we can really stand in our power and be in charge of when we go to sleep, what I'm eating, what I'm drinking. Like I'm just not going to be teased or whatever people do to be like, why aren't you drinking? It's like, it's okay to just say no. I don't like to drink early throughout the day, all day on a holiday. That's my choice. I stand firm in that. Like I'm not going to be shamed into drinking. I know it might sound weird maybe if you're from other parts of the country, (laughs) but like in Wisconsin with such a heavy drinking culture, but that's not my move anymore. And just to not back down from whatever choices you need to make, I'm also going to eat however I want to eat. I don't need to be, you know, convinced to do otherwise. So just feel like you can make your own decisions. Like you're a grown up, you're allowed to choose when to sleep, eat and what you want to drink. Yeah. So when Great Aunt Pearl says, you're not going to eat my dessert that I worked on so hard. The biggest thing here is just peace out of it without having to say something. You don't need to raise your hand and be like, hey, everyone, I'm not (laughs) eating Great Aunt Pearl's dessert because I want to feel good in my body Mm -hmm. right now. And I don't like the sugar rush and then the sugar crash. You don't have to say that. Just casually not have the pie. Yeah. Just grab the glass of wine if you really, really need to and hold on to it. Like if you're at that point, otherwise just don't fill up your glass with wine. Like it can literally be that simple. But I mean, we have the same thing happen with all of our families. People will be like, why aren't you drinking right now? Are you pregnant? And at this point, people know that that ship has a vasectomy. (laughs) I've like said it in front of 12,000 people on the podcast. I've said it in front of all of his aunts that always ask me, Drew's got a vasectomy. We're all clear. This is just a personal choice. Another thing I want to bring up with dietary restrictions, being gluten-free right now, it's more of an issue. Like it definitely has been a problem. Mm -hmm. 
challenge, I guess, the last couple of holiday gatherings. And I think the best thing, if you do have a very specific dietary restriction, mm-hmm. is just ask ahead of time. So for this party that we had this last weekend, for instance, I just asked, hey, what are we going to be serving? And they literally were able to label off every single thing that Great Aunt Pearl was bringing to you know what they were ordering in to what grandma was bringing. And I thought to myself, can I get full on this? Am I going to be able to get full on this while not eating gluten? Because what I also have found out is that a lot of people don't understand dietary mm-hmm. restrictions. They don't know what gluten is. So my family is trying so hard to be accommodating with it by not having bread and pizza. But then they made this awesome pasta salad because they just didn't know that gluten was in pasta. Mm-hmm. And it is confusing. I mean, even in those first couple of months when I was gluten-free, I was still having to read the labels and look for that wheat label. So just ask yourself, can you get full on this? And if not... Plan on bringing some of your own snacks, some of the things that you know are go-to staples. Maybe it's bars or you know different kinds of meat that you can bring, something that's easy that you can just throw in the fridge, doesn't take up a lot of space. But again, I would encourage people, if you're able to, not to make a really big deal about mm-hmm. it because that just makes it more awkward for everyone and it just draws more attention to it. And it draws attention to something that doesn't need attention drawn to. People honestly don't care what other people are eating most of the time. But as soon as you raise your hand and make a big fuss about it, that's when all of a sudden the questions start coming. Yeah. I think it's hard because I'm sure that people that do have intolerances would appreciate if their families were more thoughtful in some situations. We totally understand that. At the same time, there is just that big lack of education around some of this. And so I think that's where it's coming from. It's not like, oh, we don't want to include Abby in our meal. It's, oh, I thought that pasta did not have gluten in it. You know, your mother-in-law literally didn't know. And so I don't think it's always coming from a bad place. It's just coming from a place of they don't know. And if you want to correct them for next time, you can. And if you want to give them some ideas, they're not trying to harm you. They're not doing it to be mean. They're planning for a lot. I look at that side of it too, of, you know, our family is planning for a lot of different things right now. They're trying to get food on the table. They're trying to get a lot of people together. If I can take control over a little part of it, hey, so be it. Okay. So now one of my favorite moves, because when I asked to my Instagram story, one thing that came in over and over again was the idea of too much stuff. Mm -hmm. So something that drives people wild around the holidays is there's so many things coming into the house. If you have little kids, probably in the form of toys. So what can we do about this situation in real time. So for me, before we have Trey's birthday coming up and then Christmas is shortly after, I know that our families love to gift presents. That is something that has not changed about them. So what I like to do is to do a purge of toys before the holiday. I was telling Abby, I don't ask my kids, what do you like? What do you play with? With my eyes, I can see what they really gravitate towards. So I don't feel bad purging things that I know they haven't played with in a really long time. And it might be too young or little for them now. So what I'll do is a nice big toy purge. That way I know I have space for things to have a place to go. So we have a nook in our basement that houses toys. I was telling Abby, I'm going to just clear that whole thing out because they really don't use much down there so that I'm ready for Trey's birthday party for when more things are coming in. So I think that's a really good way as a parent to get ready for everything that's about to come in. I also 
love to break down boxes right away. Just get everything that you can out of the situation. It just makes the room feel so much better. Oh, I can say yes to all of that. And as somebody with my personality, everyone knows I have that type A, super tidy personality going through those bins ahead of time. You also are throwing out old toys that are broken. You're Mm -hmm. throwing out toys from a McDonald's Happy Meal. You're like, it's not a thing. And one thing that I have found is it also helps me with figuring out what other ideas to gift for our kids or to ask from relatives because I'm looking at these toys being like, oh my gosh, he used to love to play with this. Okay, this one is definitely broken. Maybe I'll ask for this one. So if getting too many toys has been an issue for you guys, one thing that we have also done is we ask for specifically what they want. And you don't have to do this for every single person. You don't have to go overboard with this. But if someone asks, hey, what does Micah want? What does Owen want? What does Lucy want for Christmas, for whatever holiday it might be? I just send them links, very specifically what those links are. That way, I know the things that are coming into our house are things that they will want that won't just end up you know, kind of in the bottom of the toy bin. One thing that's challenging is I think when we get to later what you can do to set yourself up for success in the coming years, one hard thing that we've run into, Abby and I, is sometimes setting limits on toys Mm -hmm. doesn't really Mm -hmm. work for all personality types. You can set them people might not receive them. So one thing that I've seen Abby do time and time again is they bring all these toys home and then she sorts through things. Like sometimes people buy your kids stuff where it's just too young for them. They're not into it. They're not going to use it. Would you rather donate that toy to some kid that will truly need it, treasure it, love it? Yes. So We have to give ourselves permission to kind of be the gatekeeper of our own house. You know, especially if you've tried to set limits with a grandparent before and they're not receiving it. I've just given myself permission. Like, you guys can get whatever you want. If you don't Mm -hmm. see it in this house, (laughs) maybe it was too much. Like, I tried to have that conversation. It didn't sink in. I'm not in charge of making sure that every toy that you have gifted is in their room in the front of their mind. Like it just might not be. Well, especially with so many gifts coming in from every single aunt, uncle, grandparent, great grandparent, neighbor down the street. It's like you can't be responsible for making every person who walks into your house happy with the gift that they got last year. Like it's just not going to be possible. Don't put that pressure on yourself. I was that person who put pressure on myself. I would always have the photo changed out at Christmas time when that family was coming over. I'd always have, you know, the photos and the things that they had done, like the little decorations that they had done at their house out on display. It sounds crazy now. Like Literally, looking back. I was like, I've never even thought to oh. do that. Like it didn't even cross my mind. Like every time we hosted, it was always like, okay, these people are coming. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And it felt good in the moment. But the mental exhaustion of having to remember that and think about that, I'm like, nope, we are done now. We are absolutely done now. Yeah, that's a lot to keep track of. I also noticed that sometimes people are not in your house. So they might give you a repeat gift And that's also an opportunity to donate it or maybe even re-gift. You don't have to keep six of something because everyone got the kids whatever they got them that year. It's like, if I know that toys really overwhelm me, here's my system. And hopefully people can respect what I'm saying. But if they don't, I'm not going to take on the responsibility of keeping everyone happy.
And let's take a quick break from our podcast sponsor, BetterHelp. In this episode, Amy and I are talking about some tough things. We had to have a lot of tough conversations, not only with our partner, but then with our in-laws and the family that's involved. And setting boundaries, having these conversations, I mean, many of us can do it on our own. But sometimes we need that little bit of help. We need to talk it over with somebody and just get our ducks in a row as we navigate these really, really challenging conversations. I mean, with my therapist, I have had so many of these talks before having the actual conversation. It's just been so helpful to get a professional opinion and to be able to walk through just what that discussion looks like. I mean, maybe for you, it's talking about boundaries and setting boundaries and figuring out what is going to work best for you, not only during the holidays, but for the rest of your life as well. So if you head to betterhelp.com slash herself, you do receive 10% off your first month as a Herself podcast listener. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash herself. Now back to our show. Okay. So we wanted to move on to decorations because you know a lot of this kind of goes with the theme of our podcast of a lot of moms are overwhelmed. They're overstimulated already at a baseline. And then we go into the holiday season and there's all these lights, sounds, foods, more smells, more stuff, everything. So it's like, how can we help ourselves? So one thing that we both subscribe to is going really light on decorations. So for me personally, I like a winter decoration. Like I don't want it to be Santa or elves or whatever. I just like something that can stay in the house for an extended period of time. So I go with a wreath on the front door, a couple beautiful little target trees. And it's like literally all I want. I don't like a lot of stuff. We decorate the mantle and then we have a Christmas tree. And that is it. I just don't want stuff everywhere. Luckily for me, Drew is the same, but we really keep it in a amount of decorations that feels good to our family. Do a lot of people do a lot more? Yes. And that is fine for them. But we are allowed to make the decision for our own house, what feels good for that month that the decorations are up. Yeah. And it's putting them up. It's being there with them. And then it's also taking them down. Those are three separate events in my mind because putting them up can feel kind of fun. You're getting into the holiday spirit. It's kind of fun putting them all up, but then you're in this chaos. You're seeing all this holiday stuff everywhere. But for me, taking it down Mm -hmm. is a really hard part because I'll take things down and then all of a sudden February is here and I'm finding a random Santa or an elf in a random room and I don't even know what box it was in and I end up just throwing it away. And I just hate that (laughs) feeling of still having stuff around long after. So one thing that I've done is I only decorate certain rooms. And if you're a person that gets overstimulated with that stuff, you can just retreat to a room that isn't full of holiday decor when you don't want that holiday overstimulation. But it also is nice because when you want to be in the moment and you want to be in that holiday, our whole front room is just surrounded with holiday stuff, Christmas decor, and it feels really Mm -hmm. good spirit, right? Our mantle around our fireplace is the exact same way. But do I need every single room to have a little bit of holiday spirit? I don't. And like, ask yourself the same thing. And I also want you to ask yourself, who are you trying to impress with this? Are you trying to impress 
the people who come for just one day? Is it really worth it to put all this time and energy and money into just one day? Maybe it is for you. And if so, keep on doing it. Are you trying to impress your neighbors with having this elaborate display outside? I mean, if you enjoy coming past your house and seeing the lights outside, then keep on doing it. Again, we're not saying that there's a right or wrong way. It's just figuring out what's going to work for you long term. Because what you've done in the past, you can also pivot right now. I'm learning that so much in my 30s is that you don't have to keep on doing things because you've always done them that way. And I think around the holidays, we're in a position where we're making some tough decisions right now. We have been part of our family's holidays for a long time. And then we brought on our partner's families. But now we have our own families. And we really have to figure out what traditions and just different activities we're going to do with that immediate family too. Yeah, I'm all about simplifying and just finding different ways to do it throughout the years has been really smart. And there's certain things that, you know, my family does subscribe to. We do love a family jammy photo. But what do we do is we just keep the same pattern every year because a lot of the companies have the same jammies every year. And we just buy a size up for max and shift everything down. It's like, what can just be more simple and more cost effective than you're making it? And just make those decisions so that the holidays, we're trying to bring back a little bit of mom joy. And I think it's really hard to feel joy if you are constantly overstimulated, overwhelmed, stressed, not getting the help you need, which we're going to talk about in the next segment. A quick break from our podcast sponsor, Viore. We are talking all about gift giving in this episode. And what I know is that there are so many things from Viore that are on my list. Honestly, go to their website, go to hoodies and jackets. If anyone that is shopping for me is listening, I would take every single thing, please. But for real, you guys, if you are shopping for people, you know they are active, you know they like athletics. This stuff is the highest quality. Everyone that owns it loves it. The fabric is just different. You'll understand once you get it, you're always going to be reaching for your Viore clothing items. So what we want you guys to do is go to vioreclothing.com backslash herself. That's automatically going to apply a 20% off code for you guys, which they don't give discounts a lot. So go to Viore Clothing. That's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com backslash herself. And that'll give you 20% off their amazing clothing. They have clothes for the men in your life as well. So you will be an awesome gift giver if you go with Fiori. Let's move on and talk about how could we set ourselves up for better holidays the next year. And the things we're about to talk about, these are challenging. So it might not be that you're able to, you know, fully do these all next year, but these are just ideas that we have tried and enjoyed over the years to just try to make this feel good for everyone. Like that's the bottom line is the mom doesn't have to suffer. We always say the mom isn't going to sink so everyone else can have the time of their lives. You deserve joy and happiness too. So one thing for the years to come is the idea of simplifying and delegating gift giving. So when we had this box up on Instagram, one thing that came in over and over and over and over again was the idea that gift giving is really, really stressful. 
So over the years, we have found ways to simplify. For my family, what we do is all of the adults just exchange names. We have a specific budget. And then we also just give each other lists of exactly what we want. And I think some people are like, that doesn't sound fun. Let me tell you, it is great to get things that you want. The person usually like adds their own little twist onto your list, but everyone just gets what they want. And we took a lot of stress out of it. There's a budget. You don't have to overspend. Here's things that fit within that budget. Like we've just made it really, really simple. And then for the kids, people can give the gifts that feel good to their family. So like the kids do get more presents than the adults, but it's just been a really simple way to make it easier. With Drew's family, we actually, the adults don't exchange because we just all feel like we have what we need. If we really wanted something, we could buy it. We're not huge gift givers. So like that doesn't bother us. The spotlight's on the kids. We're exchanging presents with them. So it has gone from buying so many presents to just having to buy a few presents. And we always ask the parents for advice on what to get the kids because the truth of the matter is we don't see all their toys. We don't know what they have, what they've been using, what they've been loving. So if you can find ways within your family to simplify gifting, I think that it's a really smart idea. And you can even make it fun. So one thing we do, we do the same thing with my side of the family. At Thanksgiving, we throw all the names in a bowl and we do this really big deal of, okay, everyone's going to draw a name. Oh my gosh, you know, my mom has this person and it just makes it really fun. So if you're making a transition and you want to make it more fun, you can still make it really fun. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be this like, oh my gosh, we're only going to do one gift. Make it enjoyable. And my family's really small. So that works out super well. We've just done it that way all the time. Colin's family is really big. And for, I mean, we've been together, what, 11 years now? For most of those years, we would buy gifts. I would be like thinking about each aunt and uncle and grandparent and great grandparent and cousin and cousin's kids. And it was just so much pressure. I didn't know them very well. Colin was giving me some ideas on what to do, but I was out buying gifts for my side of the family. So I just automatically bought gifts for his side of the family. And it wasn't until a few years ago that I'm like, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. hold on here. Again, just because we've always done it this way doesn't mean we need to keep on doing this. And it also goes back to the fact that Colin waits until the very last day to buy gifts. Mm -hmm. So what we have done now is he's in charge of buying gifts for his family. He knows them. He's able to communicate with them. And I also give him full reins to do it whenever he wants to. Mm -hmm. So is he the person that on Christmas Eve Eve is buying gifts? Yes, he is. He is doing a lot of that. Do I allow him without micromanaging, without critiquing? Yes, absolutely. Do sometimes gifts fall through the cracks and someone doesn't get one? Might be. Yes, that might happen too. But we have come to a conclusion that the stress of me having to do all these things is not worth it. It is more Mm -hmm. worth it for Colin to take on that responsibility. And you guys, you know what? He has so much fun with it now. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. is it stressful because he waits until the last minute? Absolutely. Can I give him that feedback every year? And will he maybe take it one of these years? Possibly. But it just was one little thing, one simple conversation, one switch that made a whole bunch of difference on my stress levels during the holidays. Yeah. The ball is in their court. If their family doesn't get the gifts... I'll hold a press conference. You know, this is unfortunately Drew's responsibility. No, I'm just kidding. But like, it really is. They're adults. 
And so when Abby and I, each holiday season, we see all of this content on Instagram about the woman being so stressed out, the woman staying up, the woman doing everything. Dad doesn't even know what the kids are getting. And we're like, wait, what if we change this conversation and show people what is possible? And we know everyone's different. Like some people really love buying gifts. We totally respect that. Rock out, do your thing. But if you're sitting there filled with resentment about it, it's time to make a change. So what we do now is that Drew buys all of the gifts for our children. He loves to do it. He like wears a Santa hat. It's his thing. And I don't micromanage. You know, I think that he's going to do a great job. He knows what they love. He's going to do it. And then what we do is Drew and I always have a night where we wrap the gifts together. So it's not me or him. It's we do this together. We've made it a tradition. It's fun. And that's how we do it because we don't want it to be Amy is sitting here like a little elf doing every single thing. We are going to do this together. Drew is going to know what the kids get because he bought everything for the kids. So we've just decided we really want to share the load, both visible and invisible of the holidays. And the only way to do that was to shift some of it to the partner. Maybe it's in time to do it this year and you are having the partner wrap. And like Abby and I say, I wrap better than Drew. There's just no doubt about it. But do I care enough? Is that the thing that's going to stop me from getting help? Is that Drew isn't a perfect rapper? No, it's not. It really isn't. Like I'm going to allow him into this space because I know it doesn't feel good to me when I was doing more of it or all of it. And for those of you who are thinking, my partner would never, like that would never happen. Just try it. Like it's a conversation. I know that like we are in fortunate situations where Drew and Colin both were open to the idea. Yes, it took some challenges at the beginning, but they were open to the idea and your partner might be too. So just start those conversations. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it goes back to sharing the load. Mm-hmm. If your partner is absolutely not willing to share the load with holidays, are you guys probably struggling in other areas where yeah. he or she isn't sharing the load? I'm imagining, yes, it's another one of those situations where that's just going to be really tough to always overcome if everything is expected from you and nothing is expected from them. Mm. I'm putting my foot down and saying, we're not going to teach the next generation to do this. So our generation has to start getting out of that. And on a little different note, for people who have a lot of different families, I resonate with that. So Mm -hmm. I had just mentioned I grew up in a really small family. I think there's 12 people total on my side of the family. That includes grandmas, great-grandmas, aunts, uncles, cousins, (laughs) kids. Everybody's included in that. So getting together for the holidays was not really that overstimulating for a lot Mm -hmm. of it. It was pretty easy. The dates were easy to come by because everyone just knew when we were all meeting. Then I was in Colin's family, got welcomed into his family, and he has already a big family. Yeah. And then there are divorces in his family, several divorces. So, you know, grandparents are divorced, parents are divorced, and each of them want their own holiday. And I get that. Like, Mm -hmm. they want it to be special. They have their own family now. They want us to be at every single event. And you guys, for the first seven years, maybe, we went to every single one of the events. That included 
seven different Christmas celebrations, you guys, seven different Christmas celebrations all across Illinois. And it was fun the first year. It's like, whoa, I'm meeting all these new people. And you love it. Like, love, like, like, love love it. I like being in person with it. the first year. <laughs> it's like, hey, we're going here and then we're going here. Like, I know that they're going to have this kind of food and they have you know, whatever it is. It was a lot of fun the first year. The second year, it got a little bit more difficult. And then the third year, we tried to bring in my family Christmas at the exact same time. So we literally did six Christmases down in Illinois. On Christmas Eve, we were driving at 1030 at night, all the way up to Stevens Point, Wisconsin, which is like a three or four hour drive. Got there past midnight, woke up on Christmas morning, just so bone tired. And Lucy was little. It was the first year that we had her. It was not fun. Like it was not a fun experience. And we literally looked at each other on the way back and we're like, we have to make a change. This is going to be a hard conversation and we have to make a change. We no longer go to seven Christmas celebrations, but what we have done is instead of having them all around the exact same two days, we have just spread it out over kind of all of fall. So I keep on bringing up this holiday party that we went to this last weekend. It was pretty much an early Thanksgiving for one Mm -hmm. side of his family. We were able to get together with all the people that are on that side of the family, with his grandparents who came up from Florida, and they felt loved. We exchanged some gifts. We got to hang out. We got to connect. It was awesome. And then over the next several weeks, we're going to just kind of pick and choose. So for instance, with Thanksgiving, we do that with my family. With Easter, we generally do that with his family. So splitting the holidays instead of going to every single holiday, it's just been such a breath of fresh air. It was hard to have those first conversations though. I totally get that. Having conversations with my family, with my in-laws, with all the sets of grandparents, because everyone wants theirs to be special and everyone wants you to be there. But eventually, they're also realizing that we're kind of setting the stage for the rest of the cousins who are now just starting to have kids. And it's been so nice to just be able to enjoy your time there instead of having to rush off to the next celebration. Into the question box when we put it up, someone said, it's just so hard to please everyone. Mm -hmm. And my thought when I read it is, no, it's not hard. It's literally impossible. And so if you're trying to make every single person happy every holiday, I guarantee you're not probably feeling happy because that's an impossible bar. And we acknowledge this is tough. Like this is the tough part of being an adult is now that you do have kids, it might be important to you to have some special time with just them and just your family. So Drew and I have implemented our Santa, don't tell our kids, comes one day early to the Kiefer household so that on that day, we get to have the kids open their toys. We get to stay in our jammies. We get to have them have an entire day of enjoying their new toys and just being the family of five that we are. We want that. We want to protect that. And that's okay for our family to make that decision. So do you sometimes bump up against an in-law or your own parents being disappointed? You do. But the truth of the matter is they probably at one time had to also disappoint the generation above them. And if they didn't, they might regret always running around like a chicken with their head cut off during the holidays, because then maybe they didn't get that really, really, these are special moments with our boys. I mean, truly they are filled with joy. We will always remember what these Christmases were like when it was just the five of us in our house. So that's important to us. We want to uphold that. And so that means we have to set our boundaries. And what past guest Nedra Tawab has taught us is that When we set boundaries, it doesn't mean that 
people are going to be happy with them. That might not be the case, but it's important enough to us to have our own family traditions and then figure out how to plug in the rest of the family around those. So with that, we just wanted to end with a special holiday carol sung by Abby Green. Oh, you're going to put me in the spot. Okay, okay. <laughs> Joy to the world. <laughs> I don't even know these words, you guys. <laughs> oh, no, but really, we hope that you were able to pull something from this. We we're able to share a lot of experiences, what has worked for us in the past, and almost more importantly, what hasn't worked. Yeah. So that if you're in those situations right now, you know that A, you're not alone, but B, just because you've done something forever doesn't mean you can't make the switch right now. So in the next coming weeks here, we hope that you can take the time and space to preserve your energy. We hope that you can ask for what you need. We hope that you can stand up for yourself. Yeah. I would say like, instead of thinking of yourself as a daughter or granddaughter, start to think this is an adult to an adult conversation. You know, I'm not inferior in a really special way. Cause I think that this is a really cool season where your parents are more like a peer than someone that you're submissive to, you know? Mm, yeah, completely. And then going forward, I mean, maybe next year, maybe this year, if we caught you early enough before you solidified all your plans, hopefully we can get some things in place that just make it easier for you to do the holidays, making it more streamlined, giving you the space that you need so that you can actually be present and enjoy this time of year. I mean, we love seeing where you guys listen to our podcast. So maybe you are out for that walk on a break right now, but over on Instagram, take herself podcast with how you're listening to the podcast this week. Thanks friends.